How's it going today, guys? We're back here for the second time today. This is NBA Season Preview Part 2. Once again, I'm your host, Thomas Penland, joined once again by Ben Gorwitz on October 14th, 2021. Ben, you ready to give them our NBA Finals prediction and also give them our Western Conference predictions? Wild, wild west. Let's do it. I'm excited for this one, guys. Western Conference, as all y'all know, has been stacked up for the last couple of years. Me and Ben are going to make sense of all of it for you guys, so... Go ahead and start things off here with the number 15 team in the Eastern Conference. We talked about him earlier today, and that is Jalen Green and the Houston Rockets coming in at 15. Ben, who do you have at 15? Same team. Yeah, so just to keep it short and quick here for you guys once again, look, the Rockets, John Wall, they already said that he's not. they're not going to make him play. So it's not kind of like he's holding out. He's just getting paid and doing nothing for them. Look, I love Christian Wood. He's a nice young piece. Then other than that, you got to see these young guys come together. Kevin Porter Jr. had some great games last year. Let's see him put that together again for another year. Obviously, of Jalen Green, you have uh, Jay Sean Tate. You have um, a guy who I like a lot, Alpern Singyun, who, I mean, this guy's going to be a beast in the paint. He's not not much defense, but this guy is extremely skilled offensively. He's going to be an absolute beast. He's going to be another fun guy to watch and big man. No defense, though, whatsoever. Um, kind of like Ennis Cantor. Um, anyway, though, I think, I think that Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green will be nice together. Also to Josh Christopher, remember that name. Do not sleep on him. This kid is a beast. He was a top 10 recruit in this class. He just played for, um, Arizona state, but he's been going off in the summer league and everything. They got a lot of young talent. This team's probably two years away from winning. Yeah. I don't have much more to add. I like Christian Woods game a lot. Kevin, Kevin Porter Jr. And, uh, a big Jalen. I think I'm going to be a big Jalen Green fan. Same here. Oh, don't get me wrong. This team will be fun to watch. Bet the over in their game. There ain't going to be any defense in those. You can promise you all that. Um, I'm going next... to love when they play the Pelicans. <laughs> yeah. If the total's not in the 260s, hammer it. Anyway, next team up on here is I have the Oklahoma City Thunder. What say you, Ben? Uh, I hate to put this team this low, but I have the Spurs. Wow. See, all right. So let's just let's kind of talk this out between the two teams. Look. I agree with you. I have the Spurs next. I assume you have the Thunder next. Yeah. Okay. See, my biggest reasoning for flip for just having these teams flip flopped is look after outside of Lou Dort and outside of um, S- yeah SGA, I just don't really see much experience here. I mean, this team definitely is going to want to suck and lose games. I mean, if Shea Gildas looks in the mirror wrong, they're going to be like, oh, he has a he has some sort of injuries out for ten games. I mean, even Theo Maladon put together like five good games in a row. All of a sudden, he's injured for the next ten games. They have some good young guys and whatnot, but this team's going to be absolutely freaking terrible again. Um, the other hand, though, with the Spurs, I just feel like that it's Popovich is, just doesn't want to give up, you know. I just see him as a Belichick. I think the, uh, I think the greatest coaches in the sport, mm-hmm. um, at least in our lifetime. I, the NBA one, maybe it's not Popovich, but I'll put him up there. Um, I just, I think the game is just past Popovich at this point. Don't Same. know if he has, don't know if he has the players to even make it in, an interesting turnaround. Um, you got to have the talent on the court to be successful in basketball. They just. I like DeJounte Murray, man. I've always liked DeJounte Murray. I just like – I just don't – the talent's not there. I think the game's kind of passed Popovich a little bit. Uh, for those reasons, not making the playoffs. 
Oh, yeah, definitely not. Yeah, with both these two teams, by the way, let's just kind of pick somebody we think can break out a little bit. Um, for the Oklahoma City, they're going to be looking at either Josh Giddy or, Ale- or Alexa Puyashevsky to be their breakout player. Puyashevsky is... Were those the draft picks? Both those uh, the, Puyashevsky was last year, but okay. Josh Giddy was their number six overall pick. Giddy's supposed to be able to do everything kind of wing, so we'll see if he can actually play, come into his own. And he played... He played ball in like Australia, New Zealand, didn't he? Australia, yeah. yeah. And then Pushevsky so played against grown men already. Yeah, exactly. And he was MVP of their league. And then Pushevsky, he came on strong last year at the end of the year. Kid's actually kind of a freak. He's seven feet tall and he plays like power forward. Sh- small. He honestly thinks he's a shooting guard, but he plays power forward. But he actually has shooting guard skills as a seven footer. So like, there is a world where the Thunder can have some freaks of nature on their roster. Haven't we seen someone like that in Porzingis already? Yeah, honestly, that's who that's who Puyashevsky plays a lot like. Now, hopefully he doesn't have the same back problems Porzingis does. On the, the, on the flip. Lack of defensive interior presence. Yeah, Porzingis used to be good at defense, though, until he got banged up. Once Ever since he got banged up, he's never been the same. On the flip side of things for the Spurs, I want to see what Devin Vassell can do in his second year. I want to see maybe if Keldon Johnson can break through after playing yes. Team USA. I think he could be the breakthrough guy for them. Glad we both like that one. DeJounte Murray, see, the thing is for DeJounte Murray, I think he's always going to be like that defensive guy, you know, who puts up like 14 points, eight assists, and plays lockdown defense. Maybe even Derek White, if he can stay healthy, can be that offensive scorer. Yeah, I mean, DeJounte Murray's got to stay healthy as well. But Keldon Johnson, when you get to practice day in and day out with the best player, not all the best players in the world were there, but a lot of them were. Um, you know, I, I remember, like, seeing when he was going for the roster spot, it was, like, Damian Lillard or someone who's, like, really respected said that he's, like, a grinder. He'll do anything a coach tells him to. He'll give 110% each, each and every play. The experience playing with Team USA, I do think, will have some kind of significance on his career. Um, he can really score. He can really score. Where did he play college? He played at Kentucky. You remember? He was on that Kentucky. team that lost to Auburn in the sweet in the Elite Eight. Yeah, yeah, no, I yeah, I agree with you completely, Ben. I think we hit the nail on the head with both those teams. Yeah, I, see, I just feel like the Spurs, as long as they have Popovich, even in the games passing by, they're just going to be a little. They'll be somewhat competitive. Um, all right, we probably wasted too much time already talking about those teams. Coming here at number 12, this is the team that is my biggest fate of the entire season is the New Orleans Pelicans. Ben, where do you, who do you have at 12? I have the Pelicans at 11, the next spot. I have the Kings. You have the Kings? I actually have the Kings at 10. Um, let's trash the Pelicans real quick, and then we'll talk about the Kings. Look, the Pelicans, in my opinion – they're just not in a good position whatsoever. So the Pelicans lost for the – or so Zion Williamson is out for at least two weeks. I think it's going to be a little bit longer than that, but regardless, it doesn't matter. I have um, um, I have a, a very large bet that I will be released to the public on their season win total under 39 um, – under 39 and a half wins. Um, I just feel like that this team is – I just feel like they're not trending the right direction. I like Brandon Ingram. I like Zion. Zion being healthy is going to hurt a lot. I also don't know how many minutes they're going to want to play him if they don't think they're going to have a, uh, if they, you know, like if they think they're going to be competitive on top of that, who's really going to play point guard for them after that? I mean, Nikhil Alexander Walker, I think is a good wing scorer, but like the big man, I don't love Jackson Hayes. Valanchunas is straight, I guess, but like, 
I don't really know who's going to play point guard for them. Kira Lewis Jr. I think is a good young prospect. I don't know if he's the type of guy that's going to win 40 games for you in an NBA season. Josh Hart definitely ain't doing that. Josh Hart is one of those just honestly plays like out of control kind of guys. Like outside of this, I really don't like the roster at all. Letting Lonzo ball go is a stupid move. Devonte Graham's going to throw up 40 shots. He's going to be just like a poor man's Kimball Walker. Not much to love here on the Pelicans. They just don't play defense. I don't know if – I mean, they had a Gun. coach in Stan Van Gundy who doesn't teach defense. Um, they got rid of him. Now they have uh, Willie Green, who's going to be a first-year head coach. So it's – I don't – I just think there's a lot of uncertainty. I think there's talent. Um, I, I'm actually a big Devontae Graham fan. Uh, um, I really like Tim Mc – I'm thinking the right guy, right? He went to Kansas, right? Yeah. Devontae Graham. Yeah. Yeah. I've liked him for a while now. I think he can really fill up a bucket. It's just without Zion, I, there's no like person that's going to lead this team in any category. Like, where's their scoring coming from without Zion? I think they have too much invested in one player, even though he's a special talent like Zion. Mm-hmm. I have them 11th. I have the Kings 12th. I'll go quickly on them. They're the same thing as the Pistons in my lifetime, other than the Pistons in 2000. Like, the early 2000s, the Kings have never shown anything in terms of develop, developing a player. It's the most irrelevant capital of any state of all time. Sacramento, <laughs> I, I believe, is the capital of California. It, no one knows that. No one cares about yeah. it. I hate that De'Aaron Fox is staying there, signed that long-term deal, because I think he's really, really good. They stink. They always will. Yeah, Ben. I'm not, I'm not a Bagley fan either. I think you're higher on Bagley than I am. Bonnyfield oh, doesn't want to be there. Marvin Bagley at this point to me, it's kind of like that stock that you bought that was like at like a that you got probably overbought and you're still just like convinced that it's going to shoot up and you just don't want to sell it at this point. That's what I feel like Marvin Bagley is, but it's probably never going to and you're just going to take the L and you just said whatever. I mean, think, think about it, man. They could have Luka Doncic or Trey Young or Jaron Jackson Jr. even instead of him so that's just that's tough man but look i actually have a little bit of faith for the kings that they can get to this playing game first off kings have the longest active streak in the nba of not making the playoffs if they miss the playoffs this year it will be the longest streak in nba history which i hate to break it to you kings but y'all are gonna break that record this year look the kings are not making the playoffs they will make the play the play in and lose in the first round of that i don't hate the roster they bring in tristan thompson they draft Ugh. Davion Mitchell, who, look, I think Davion Mitchell is going to be the tone setter for them on defense. I think they can play a nice, scrappy little lineup. They could run out there, De'Aaron Fox, Halliburton, Davion Mitchell, and then have Buddy Heald and Rashawn Holmes. Mo Harkless is a great defensive wing. Terrence Davis is. They got Harrison Barnes. Um, they're not incredibly Ugh. deep, but, I mean, just when I look at the rest of these other teams in the in the West – I feel like the Kings are going to be gritty enough to be able to get to that. So I really think Davion Mitchell is going to be a huge game changer for him. And I think Halliburton and Fox, like I love all three of those guards together. I really like Rashawn Holmes catching lobs and playing defense and just how active he is for him. Harrison Barnes, you know, is a nice old guy. Buddy Heald's a sharpshooter. Maybe they can even flip Buddy Heald into some pieces. Like I was honestly sad for them that they weren't able to trade Buddy Heald to the Lakers because I felt like that getting Kuzma and getting Montrezl Harrell in there for them and KCP would have actually been a great trade for them. The fact they couldn't do that, I really felt bad for them. But I just feel like the Kings, I, I feel like the low end of the Western Conference is really, 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 really bad. And I feel like the Kings, you know, are just going to be able to beat up on them. David Mitchell, I think, is a dark horse to win NBA rookie year. 
Yeah, he definitely could be, especially if his team, especially if his team overachieves. I don't think any of those high draft pick guys will really be helping their teams win much. He so, was outstanding in the summer league. Yeah, I believe, won, I believe the Kings won the summer league. Didn't yeah, they? and and even all, I think all he won the way back to March Madness. Yeah, he did. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm actually. I think you are right on that. But yeah, but yeah, even all the way back to March Madness, this kid's just been. This kid can play, man. He's a gamer. Um, Their big no, men stink. No reason to even bring up Tristan Thompson. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. I probably shouldn't have said his name. So I can. So you you had the Pelicans at 11. You had the Kings yep. at 12. So at 11, I have the Wolves. You probably have the Wolves at 10, then, right? I do. Okay, Ben. You want to tell me why the Wolves can get to that playing game? Well, so, I mean, I've. Jarrett Culver hasn't been as good as I thought he once would have been in the NBA. Same. But it's the fact that, you know, they don't have that bad of talent in terms of offensive talent. I need them to play some defense, which is asking a lot. But with Carl Anthony Towns, who's a very good NBA player, with D'Angelo Russell, who's a good NBA player, with Malik Beasley, who was one of the most improved basketball players last season. Yep. And then they even have – who's the other guy? Um, Anthony Edwards. Thank you. And oh, gee, I don't know how I forget him. Those are four players that can score a lot of points. And I think just the fact that we haven't seen all four of them play together in an NBA basketball game mm-hmm. is something that I can look forward to. And that's why I have them potentially playing in that playing game and potentially winning that game because they got to play some defense. I know they got to play some defense. They got to stay healthy. But just those four guys, I mean, every single one of those guys can get you 20 that night now they're not going to average 20 but they can all score the basketball anthony edwards looked like the nba was easy for him scoring looked like it came easily for that young man deandre russell i think is an underrated uh facilitator i think he's a very good passer um i think he's in the category of trey young's passing i think they both do not get enough credit for how good of a passer and how good a vision they have carl anthony towns uh, i'm a huge fan of his uh, he can go toe-to-toe with with any big man on any given night they just gotta play defense and i think that's asking a lot because they just never do it but offensively they could score a lot of points i think that could really help them yeah i agree this team's able to score a lot look i think it all starts with cat cat needs to step up and be a leader and be the 31 million dollar guy he is he also needs to play some freaking defense like you said i haven't seen cat make either of those in his career and we need to see him do them he has every he has all the tools he's big he's long he can move like he should be able to yeah he should be able to guard yeah he should be able to guard five through three you know like he should be able to switch on picks he shouldn't nothing should be a problem for carl anthony towns I do agree with you. I think Anthony Edwards is going to take a huge leap this season as well. They also bring in Patrick Beverly, who maybe maybe he can be the tone setter for this team on defense. I like the energy and effort that Josh Okogie brings. You can also, hey, Josh Okogie, he has been on this podcast before. Josh Okogie is the guy who can bring the defensive intensity for them as well. I think Very things good are be- defender. Oh yeah, I think things are going to be looking up for this for this Minnesota Timberwolves team. I probably should have put them above the Kings. I, look, I just feel like the De'Aaron Fox and that backcourt I think is going to be some dogs. You might be right with me on that one, Ben. Maybe I was a little too low on the Timberwolves there. I do like Jaden McDaniels as well. A guy who was a rookie last year, was a really high recruit. Maybe he can come into his own a little bit more. The reports have been saying he looks pretty good. So, hey, this Timberwolves team, they're going to have the offense. Let's see some freaking defense from them, and they can get that 10 spot easily over the Kings. You're probably right on that one, Ben. I'm probably wrong. Do you know who um, their coaches? The Timberwolves? I cannot remember. Someone knew. The other thing, too, is they also fired their GM like a couple weeks ago. No, I uh, Chris, Chris Finch is their head coach. Okay. 
Okay. I'm not familiar with who that is or where he came from. Yeah, I can't remember where he came from either. I'm about to look it up as we speak. But um, anyway, let's move to number nine here, and that is the – I have the Grizzlies at nine. Who do you have at nine? The exact same team. The exact same team? Okay, perfect. So both have the Grizzlies at nine. Ben, I'll let you take it away on this one. I like the roster again. Um, Dylan Brooks is going to be out for a little while to just recover from that broken broken hand or broken wrist, whatever he had. I think this team, you mentioned how the uh, Timberwolves need leadership. The Grizzlies have leadership. I think John Morant is a terrific leader in the way that he plays. He plays hard. He's not the greatest defender, but he does give it his all. Tremendous, just tremendous duo that they have with John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. These two complement each other very well. They can do pick and roll. They can do pick and pop. They can do alley-oops. They can do everything that a duo uh, that you need them to do. Dylan Brooks is a tremendous wing player. They, you know, I talk about this all the time with football. This is a basketball team that knows its identity. They know how to win games, and they play to that identity, whether it works or doesn't work. It seemed to work for them since John Morant's been there. They've been a fighting playoff team. Uh, I think they can do it once again. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with pretty much everything you said. Dylan Brooks will miss a little bit of time to start the season off. I don't think it matters that much. I want to see how um, Zaire Williams – Oh, yeah. Dylan Brooks being out, you know, it impacts their shooting. No, absolutely. See, I feel like they took a couple steps back with the trade they made, giving up Valanciunas, who should be able to help that that horrible Pelicans defense. I forgot to mention that earlier. But, you know, I just feel like with this Grizzlies roster, I think Des Bain can be the guy to step up the next level. I think Bain can really knock down the ball. He's been shooting it well in the preseason. He was a great spot-up shooter at TCU and a great defender. I think he can do a lot of that. Xavier Tillman should be able to produce a little bit for him. I mean, Steven Adams can play that same role pretty much that Valanciunas was playing for them. Ultimately, I want to – out of the way for John Morant. Oh, Don't yeah. plug that lane for him. Absolutely. I think John Morant – is an MVP level player. I think he will be an MVP level player. I think John Morant's going to have an absolute nasty season and keep on getting better. I just think it's a little too soon for him for that MVP title, but I want to see what Jaron Jackson and Brandon Clark can do. These two guys can be the key to this entire team success. Jaron Jackson can be one of those wings. I mean, the way he shoots the ball, if he can go out there and just knock them down. And also the fact he's going to be playing four, I think he's going to feel a little more comfortable in there. With Adams playing the four and he needs to actually stay on the court though and be healthy. Also, too, Brandon Clark, you know, he's very athletic. We all know what he can do. I think this this team has a solid roster. I don't think they're worthy of being in the top eight, but I think a play-in game is where the Grizzlies are headed. I don't necessarily agree with the John Morant MVP. I think he's the type of player that's like a Donovan Mitchell. I think he could be an MVP of the team, but never looked at as the MVP of the league. See, I feel like if he can play with another guy who's like – just a beast on the perimeter. Like he doesn't really have another stud go-to score on the perimeter. You know, if you could get him somebody like that, or honestly, he doesn't even really Brooks have a is good. Brooks has put up good numbers. Yeah. But Brooks, like he needs another all-star. Like he doesn't have another yeah. all-star level player. If you could pair job Morant with another all-star level player, I think he'd definitely be an MVP. And I think they'd be a top five team in the West this year. If they had another all-star on their team. That's how good I think he is. I mean, I feel like he makes everyone around him better. Like, like you said, a lot like Donovan Mitchell does. Like, I feel like he's fiery and every, I love watching him play, man. It's awesome. Number eight. I saw him play in college. Oh yeah. You did. Did he play against Alabama? Yeah. So Alabama won the game, but he had a steal with like four seconds left. The game was already over, and he threw down one of the craziest dunks I've ever seen live. It was at Bama, obviously, mm-hmm. and the crowd went nuts for him. Oh, I bet. 
Um, yeah, Jonathan Mitchell is just a freak athlete, man. It is awesome watching. No, Jock. Jock that's us. That's what I meant. I, I guess I had Donovan Mitchell. Well, they both are. They're both freak athletes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's go here now to number seven. Number or no, sorry, number eight. So number eight, look, this team would be a lot higher if Kawhi Leonard wasn't injured, but I have the Clippers. Who do you have? I got my second favorite player in the NBA. I got Damian Lillard and the Blazers. Wow. So you actually have the Blazers I, up one at seven. Where do you have the Clippers? I got the Clippers high. Um, I got the Clippers at five, I think. Yeah, uh, six. Even without Kawhi for the season, you think they'll go that high? Is he out for the whole year? He probably won't be back till like the very, very end of the regular season. All right. I did not know. I thought he was out for just like the month. I, I didn't. I didn't do my research on that. I'm gonna put the Clippers. I'm gonna. Fl- I'm gonna flip. I'm gonna put the Clippers at eight. I'm gonna move everyone up one. So I'll have the Blazers seven, Clippers at eight. Okay. Let's talk about the Clippers then, since you agree with me on this one. Look, I like the Clippers roster. They did lead the NBA last year in three pointers made in the regular season. I think Paul George is going to carry his own weight. Paul George could be a dark horse MVP guy if this team ends up overachieving. I think Paul George really came into his own last year in the playoffs, and he will be playoff P and not pandemic P. (laughs) I still like other pieces they have on the roster. They have Batum. Even though they add Mr. Turnover himself, Eric Bledsoe, but he'll be the sixth man. Serge Ibaka, Reggie Jackson. Look, Reggie Jackson is the key to this entire roster. Him and Terrence Mann. Him and Terrence Mann can play the way they did in the playoffs. This team will be able to overachieve like you had them been. If those guys can't play that way, I don't know. Marcus Morris obviously is going to get his. Obviously, like I said, Paul George will get his. Batum's a beast of defense. You got Serge Ibaka holding down the middle. Luke Kennard draining threes. If they can get this team to play the way they did in the playoffs, they will be better. I just don't know if they're going to play with that sense of urgency throughout the whole regular season. But I think if you wanted to have someone who win, like, I know the NBA doesn't have most improved award, but if you want to have somebody, like, double their – actually, wait, NBA does have most improved. We forgot to pick that one, damn it. But um, if you wanted to have somebody win that award, Terrence Mann would be a great guy to pick for that one. Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you said. And then I'm, the only thing I'm going to add is they have a, a coach that I like a lot, Ty Lue. I like Ty Lue a lot. Ty Lue would have been the perfect guy to coach Team USA, too, even though they ended up winning. But, hey. Um, number seven, we both have the Portland Trail Blazers. Um, yeah. Ben, you, you want to start us off on the Blazers? Well, they got Damian Lillard, who can really carry. What are they going to do? This is another team I have my asterisks on, because what are they going to do with McCollum? Are, they, are we writing this out once again? Because I feel like if you keep this team, we know they're getting sixth, seventh, or eighth. We know they have a good chance to upset the uh, whoever team they play in the first round, and then they're kind of done after that. It's it's the same story, even though it's a different roster. Um, oh, let me, yeah, I'll make just a small point to counter, because I do agree with you. Why are they still running out there the same roster? But at the same time, this is the only reason you can make here. So their new head coach, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, more of a defensive-minded head coach. This it's, team is really going to – isn't it Chauncey Yeah, it Billups? is Chauncey Billups. Yeah, Chauncey Billups is really going to focus in on defense, and that's what he's going to hunker down with this team. They need it. Now, the way they have changed their roster, you don't have Carmelo Anthony anymore, zero defense. You don't have um, – He wasn't that bad at D. He played a lot harder than he did when he was younger. Yeah, but still the defense is not there for him. Who's the other guy that shipped out of there? Um, Aminu? No, I can't think of who the other guy is, but basically this team is going to be trying Cantor. to play – yeah, there it is. Ennis Cantor will not be out there on the floor for a lot of the season this year. He will not be out there for a ton of this season. Um, 
Nurkic will be back. Look, Nurkic isn't a great defender, but I feel like Nurkic is at least a body down there. They bring in Larry Nance Jr. to try to help with the defense. They obviously already have Robert Covington in there. You have Norman Powell now. So now you have defensive wings that you can pair up and you can clear out for Nurkic to go to work with the three and D value you have on this team. I think this Blazers roster can be better than they were last year. Look, I wanted to put them higher actually in the, on, down here, but when I look at the other teams I have ahead of them, there's just no way. Anyway, any, any other points you want to make? Nope. Other than I love Damian Lillard. Same. Dame time. We need to get him out of I there like somehow. McCull- I like CJ McCollum a lot as well. I do too. It's just this duo is not – it's not going to win. No, yeah. I, agree with you. I agree with you completely on that. Have you ever listened to CJ's uh, podcast, just wondering? Um, maybe like an episode here or there. I've heard him when, when the Blazers have been out of the playoffs, he goes on the TNT crew. He is phenomenal at what at, at analyzing. He's He's just very, very good. Yeah, I listen to him from time to time after I've kind of I've I've like my core podcast I listen to, but from time to time if he catches if he can catch me with a good title, I'll always tune in. Great, great listen though. Number six here, I I would have them higher if Clay Thompson's playing the entire season. I have the Golden State Warriors been. What about you? Dallas. Okay. Oh, I have where do you have Golden State? Right above them. Five. Five. I have Dallas at four. Let's uh let's talk about Golden State first. So and then we'll talk about Dallas. So look, <clears throat> Golden State getting back Clay Thompson will be a huge shot in the arm. Steph Curry proved last year with a terrible roster that he is still that Steph Curry. He's still the greatest shooter to ever touch the floor. He still is might even be the best player in the NBA. That's how good Steph Curry is. Honestly, I want to give it to him, but it's hard not to with Giannis and KD. Look, Steph Curry might be the second best player, the third best player we've seen in our entire lifetime play basketball. Steph Curry still has a lot to say here. On top of that, this roster is a lot better now. James Wiseman will probably miss the first month. I think he's going to be better. Andrew Wiggins opted in and got vaccinated. Shout out to him. They've brought in Otto Porter Jr., a guy who I think could actually be a big contributor to this team. Jordan Poole's been playing extremely well in the offseason and everything. He's going to be Talk a key player for this team. Oh, yeah, there's another one right there. Moses Moody, a nice rookie pickup. Also, um, Jonathan Kaminga. I don't know how much those guys will add. You still have Draymond Green. You had Avery Bradley and Bialica. This Warriors roster is head and shoulders better than last year's roster. Steph Curry almost got them in the playoffs by himself playing one-on-five. I don't see how they can't not be better this year, and I honestly don't hate how high you have them. I love I love this roster. I love their coach. They have my favorite player in the NBA, and Clay Thompson. I'm excited to see him back. Uh, I follow him on social media. He's worked hard. He just he's a great man. I, I'd love to meet him one day. Um, he he's my favorite player. Always has been, for, or maybe not always has been, but he has been for a long time. Great two way player. Keeps his mouth shut, and when he goes off, he brings the crowd into the game. He is, he's that, he's a torch. He's, you, you know, at any point, his hand can literally be on fire and just not miss. So Splash Brothers are back. They get their, their, uh, not their twin, not a Splash Brother himself, but the guy that kind of keeps this, I, I'm going to call him the conductor of the Warriors, and it's Draymond Green. He's very, very, very good at setting off ball screens. He's very good at communicating on the defensive end. He's very good at passing and setting up his teammates. He's kind of like a P.J. Tucker, but he's better than P.J. Tucker. He doesn't really care if he scores. He's going to do his role at the highest level. He does it very well. I know that he's got some antics. I'm sure Steve Kerr doesn't love him getting all these technical fouls, but at this point, he knows how to coach him, and Draymond knows how to play for Steve Kerr. Wiseman – so I think Wiseman and I think – 
um, Avery Bradley, and I think Moses Moody, if he gets the playing time, which I think he'll get, I think those guys are going to have impacts on this team in a role player kind of role. I think Moses Moody's good for three three pointers a game. Same. He's going to be so open. I would do a double screen and have him trail Steph Curry, have those two guys follow Curry and have him just leave Moses Moody. He's a sharpshooter when he was at Arkansas. I think they might ease Clay kind of back in. You know, I don't think they're going to have him play a ton of minutes in the first couple of months. Let him get his legs under him. I agree. And then I think it's then I think it's go time for the Warriors. So they might start a little slow, and then well, I think when they turn it on, they're gonna they're gonna be very very good. Ben, I agree. I would want I so. would want to play them. I wouldn't hey, want to play them in the play, in the postseason. I agree. And don't sleep on James Wiseman. If he can come into his own, man, this team is going to be extra scary. That's the other thing. They, too. Need, they got three young beasts on this team. They need him to show his athletic athleticism in offensive transition and on the defensive end. Go get some block shots, big man. You can do it. Yeah, I think his biggest problem too is the fact that he didn't get to play in college. You know, really, I think that really stunted his growth as a player. So I look for Wiseman to come into his own more. They also did bring back Jordan Bell as well. Um, anyway, number so actually, you you said you had the Warriors at five, right, and the Mavs at six. Yeah, I think I'll be quick on the Mavs. I, other than Luka Doncic, I still don't think their roster is great. Um, I agree. Jason Richardson wasn't great for them, so it's good that. He, he, wait, am I making? Yeah, Jason Richardson was on their team last year, right? Josh Richardson, but yeah, Josh Richardson, thank you. Like Jason Richardson's like the old Warriors. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Josh Richardson, uh, they needed to get rid of him. Don't think he was great. I still think the Mavericks screwed up by not, uh, by getting rid of Seth Curry. I think he fits Luca very well. Luca's is a, is a good shooter, he's a good guy with a, um, uh, driving kick. Seth Curry's like one of the best guys in the NBA to drive and kick to. He just literally sits there on the three-point line and knocks down every shot. Um, I just, you know, I like Mark Cuban, but I don't think he runs a team. Or maybe, I don't want to say runs a team. I don't think he builds the greatest rosters for his star players. Mm-hmm. I don't think Dirk ever had a ton of help, but he still got it done. I think Luka needs a lot of help because I still don't like Porzingis. I still don't think he's going to contribute much. Other than Luca, I just don't think they're great. I just don't. Their role players are like their main role players. Help me out. It's Finney, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith. Yeah. Tim Hardaway Jr. Tim Hardaway uh, Jr. Trey Burke, Reggie Bullock, who's the new ad, Jalen Brunson, um, Maxi Kleber, Dwight Powell. So other than Hardaway Jr. and uh, Brunson, I, I don't think the other guys are great. Reggie Bullock shot the ball well for the Knicks. We'll see if he can do it again because he was a phenomenal shooter at UNC. He hasn't had a career. Like, he could have been a Danny Green, but Danny Green's had a better NBA career. Like, Reggie Bullock put it together for the, for the Knicks last season. I, I couldn't tell you other teams he's played on because he's an irrelevant player. He's not going to be as good of a shooter as Tim Hardaway Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr. has exploded in his time in Dallas. He has absolutely earned that contract he got. Absolutely. It's just like Finney Smith is okay. They're not bad players. Powell is okay. They just they don't do enough to help Luca. See, I think adding Reggie Bullock just gives you another shooter, and they just need to keep like a lot of these guys were hurt a lot last year. Is the other thing Brunson too, like Powell, yeah, yeah, Brunson, Finney Smith, um, Trey Burke. All those guys were hurt a little bit. Look, I'm not gonna lie, the Mavericks definitely are probably one of the one of the not so great rosters. 
I think they made it better, though, by having more shooters and having more big men, especially Moses Brown, adding him. He's a big man who's athletic and can play defense. If they can actually get something out of Porzingis and make him not worth, not just like complete scrub, I think that'll help them. But look, Luka Doncic is one of the best players in the NBA. This kid is going to be one of the best players we ever watch play the game of basketball. I think him alone, it can carry this team to another level. And I think it doesn't even matter. I mean, realistically, if they weren't matched up against the Clippers, I think if they were, I really do believe if they played the Jazz, the Suns, um, the Nuggets, if they played the Blazers, any of these teams besides the Clippers in the first round, I think they could have gotten past them. I think the Clippers was the ultimate worst matchup for them, just the way the roster is built and everything, and how good of a coach Ty Lue is with defensive matchups and stuff. Like Kawhi literally – I mean, Kawhi honestly in that series didn't, didn't get enough de- credit for some of the games he de- played. They didn't defend Luka at all, though. Yeah, he but got whatever he got whatever he wanted. Well, in that game, in that game six, the pivotal game, remember Kawhi dropped like fifty and absolutely yeah. locked Luca up on the other end in the fourth quarter. Luka wasn't he banged? Wasn't he kind of banged up though? Yeah, he was banged yeah. up too. Luca, yeah, Luca also got injured in the series. Luca didn't get injured; they might have gotten out of that series. All that being said, Luca's not going to be fat and out of shape to start the season off. I got the Mavericks here at five. Look, I just think Luca Doncic is so freaking good, and he's such a good. He's just so good at everything that I just feel like the team is just so like it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? You can run him out there with any fifteen guys that can play in the NBA, and he will make your team a top five team in the playoffs. I and he, I agree that he makes everyone better. Uh, quick point you brought up in part one: Jason Kidd has now been a head coach of two of the one of the, two of some of the best players in the NBA. Coached the Milwaukee Bucks when Giannis was there, mm-hmm. and now he's coaching Dallas, who has Luka. Yeah. Also, too, I feel like Kid. This is you know this is Kid's second chance, man. I picked him to win Coach of the Year, so hopefully he can get it right this time. He was he was an assistant on the Lakers, I believe, right? Under because I think he was because I think people thought he was going to take over for Frank Vogel. Yeah, I think you are right on that one. Yeah, he kid's definitely been around, so you know, hopefully he gets it right on the second try. Because I mean, he's gotten two of the most talented players in the NBA, so can't screw that up. Um, okay, so at number five here, I have the Lakers. Who do you, you already said your five team? Who do you have it? Or actually, where do you have the Lakers at? Two, two. Okay. Um, look, the main reason I don't have the Lakers higher is just because I don't believe in LeBron Davis and Westbrook to play the entire regular season. Um, I just feel like those guys are not, or, you know, I feel like the Lakers are going to th- kind of phone it in for the regular season. Plus two. I mean, I like the additions to their roster and all. I just don't think the Lakers, I mean, I think the Lakers are probably better than a lot of these teams, but I just feel like, you know, they're just not going to take, that's going to be my, honestly, I don't even say anymore. I just don't think they're gonna take the regular season seriously. See, I, I, I do disagree on the first part you said. I think okay. LeBron can take some days, days off. Um, if you want to give Anthony Davis, since he's always going to get injured, Russell Westbrook plays every single game. It seems like he's healthy. He's playing. Like he doesn't like to take games off. He plays so hard. I, I honestly think with the players that they have around them, if Anthony Davis isn't playing, when you just have LeBron and Westbrook, they can beat anyone. Like uh, you know, not not in a playoff, but in a regular season game, they can go toe to toe with anyone because. Westbrook's going to make everyone play hard around them. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they have a lot of older pieces. You know, we'll see kind of who steps up in the Caruso role off the bench. They, they need a spark plug off the bench. Definitely, um, we, Monk, definitely Monk and Nunn will be the spark plugs off the bench. Those yeah. guys are beasts. Yeah, and so I, I just like their roster. I think they're very talented. I think they're very deep. And I think Russell Westbrook shows up in every single game. He plays hard every game. 
Um, so I think that can take the load off the bronze sometimes. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. The Lakers are going to be nasty. They're definitely going to make it out of the first round of the NBA playoffs. I just feel like that the Lakers, you know, at this point in time with everything. Look, my biggest question for them is how are they going to work things on offense? Anthony Davis has been adamant that he doesn't want to play the five. Well, with LeBron and Westbrook already on the floor, Davis is going to have to play the five because if you put another center on the floor with him, that's four guys now who can't shoot. Yeah, you got to be able to space the floor a little bit. I think Monk and Nunn are going to be solid players. I wonder if they'll start one of those guys and bring the other ones off the bench. Plus, both those guys signed some minimum contracts. They're trying to prove something as well. So that is another point to make there. Point. The Lakers are going to be damn good. They're definitely going to, they're definitely one of the five best teams in the NBA. I just have them at five because I don't know how much they're going to care about the regular season. Who are their big men that will come off the bench? Dwight Howard is back once again. They do have Trevor Ariza, even though he's not a big man. I thought I would just mention him real quickly. Um, DeAndre Jordan, but I mean, DeAndre Jordan looks beyond washed. They do have Carmelo yeah, Anthony what? now, but yeah, DeAndre Ooh. Jordan and, and, uh, and Dwight Howard are the only centers that are actually on the roster. So I guess that Davis is going to have to play the center, which I personally like him better at the center role, but I just don't know how willing he is going to be. We'll see. He'll suck it up. Yeah. He'll probably suck it up. You're definitely right on that. Um, so we, you, who did you have it for? I haven't said my fourth team. I have the Phoenix Suns. Ooh, okay, okay. Let's talk about it. Um, I have this. I have the Suns at two, by the way. I really love the Suns roster. Same, but I see a little bit of a letdown spot. Not necessarily in the playoffs. I just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think everyone kind of got better all in one year. And I don't know if everyone's going to keep – like, I, I see some regressions with some of their players, to be honest with you, one of them being Chris Paul. Um, I don't know healthy. what you're going to – I don't know what you're going to get. Well, in the regular season, he can. In the playoffs, in the big moments, he just gets hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Devin Booker is an absolute stud. I, I compared Jason Tatum to him earlier. I think one of – I think Tatum's just taller. I think they're the same player. Um, Aiton – I think it's great. I'd, I'd like him to improve on the defensive end a little bit more, but I think he will. I just, you know, is Crowder going to give you what he gave you last year? Is is Bridges going to stay at that level? I, I just see a little bit of regress. Um, they had, they just, I don't want to say out of nowhere because they kind of formed their team. You know, they brought in Chris Paul with a lot of young guys. I just, I see a little bit of regression with them. Um, I think they're a great team. That's why I have them at four. I just see a little bit of regression. Yeah, I think the Suns are a good team. See, I feel like the Suns are the overachieving classic regular season team. I think this team's going to go hard again like they did last year in the regular season. That's why I'm at number two. I almost put them at number one, but I just feel like the team I have at number one is a little more of a regular season team. Look, I think Booker and Aiton are going to keep getting better. I think that Jay Crowder should play. Jay Crowder really didn't play that well offensively in the finals. You know, I think he'll obviously play better in the regular season. I think Mikel Bridges will take another step forward and get better. I want to see what Jalen Smith, the guy they took 10th overall last year, how he actually looks this upcoming season. They also added JaVale McGee. So they do have a backup center now behind DeAndre Ayton. So they try to strengthen that a little bit as well to give him extra rim protector. I think the Suns are just going to play hard night in and night out. That's the way Chris Paul does it. We saw how hard Chris Paul played when he was at Oklahoma City in the regular we season. We've seen it through his career. We got to mention campaign as well. Yeah, he's back on a on a team friendly deal as well. You know, so balled out. Yeah, this team's deep. They're going to play damn hard. I just feel like they're going to overachieve in the regular season as usual. I definitely don't think they're going back to the finals. That's for sure. I, I would put money. I would put money on that for sure. They're not going back to the finals. 
Number three, um, who did you have at three? Did we reveal them already? Denver Nuggets. Same. Let's talk about the Nuggets. I'll start out on this one. Michael Porter Jr. got his big-time payday. Jamal Murray should be back at some point in time in the in the regular season. Look, if Jamal Murray was playing, I'd probably pick the Nuggets to have the best record. Look, I would pick the Nuggets to go to the finals if I knew how Jamal Murray was going to look when he comes back from that knee injury. That's how much I'm buying into this team. Will the throw Barton agree. scoring on the wing is going to be nasty. I want to see if Bull Bull actually becomes part of this team. Jokic is going to play like an MVP. They brought back Aaron Gordon. Um and pretty much bring back everybody from last year's team. Jeff Green's in, you know, on their team now. It feels like he's just jumps from winning team to winning team to winning team. Look, seems to Where's be all Millsap? about Millsap. He's on the Nets. Well, I forgot we forgot to mention him. Look, the Nets have everybody, man. They're loaded up. I think that Michael Porter Jr. is going to take the next step. I think he's going to be a borderline all-star, if not an all-star this season. It's his it's his year to step into his own. Jokic, man, this guy is absolutely unstoppable. He makes everyone around him better. He makes the defenses have to work around him. There is no other big man like him in the NBA with the way he passes, dribbles, shoots, does everything. The, yeah, this, this Nuggets team is stacked and loaded. They also have that altitude to add to their home field advantage or, or home court advantage in basketball's case. I love the Nuggets, man. Look. They're definitely a top three team in the West. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to add much. The depth is tremendous. Their star players are tremendous. Um, are you a boxing fan at all? Um, Yes, but do you know no. Ty- do you know Tyson Fury? Do I do. Jokic is the NBA center version of him. It's just the Absolutely. dude that looks so out of shape, and he just dominates. Yeah. Um, listen, I say this every time we talk about Michael Porter Jr. My one insult, my one critique of him, Mm-hmm. He has got to figure out how to play defense. Teams mm-hmm. literally game planned against him in the postseason last year because he can't stop anybody. So it doesn't matter as much for the regular season, but at some point he has to show that he has improved on defense. And I 100% agree with your point. If the Nuggets had Jamal and Murray last year, they were my Western Conference Finals team. They were that good. He was coming off a career playoff year. He was rocking and rolling in the regular season. Ends up getting hurt. Injuries happen. But now he's back, or he will be back. Yeah, no, I'm with I'm with you on that one. If they if they had him in there, man, they definitely probably would have made it the Western Conference Finals. I think they're definitely a better team than Phoenix with him in there. The regular season, I think though, they he would be there. NBA Finals with Jamal Murray. hundred percent, they would have won the Western Conference easily with him in there. I agree on all that. Um, last team that on here for me. So. You, you said you have the Lakers at two. I have the Suns at two. We both have the same number one, Utah Jazz. Ben, you want to tell us why this is the regular season team that is honestly, if the playoffs go the way we have them stacked up and these teams play the way that we do and there's no crazy injuries, they're getting bounced first round of the playoffs. It's just, I mean, they're they're a great regular season team. I, they're the Western Conference Philadelphia 76ers. The talent is great. Um, you know, their star players, Donovan Mitchell, can – really showed a facilitating role that he had last year. I think what kind of uh, gave him confidence that he didn't have to do everything on offense was the fact how well Jordan Clarkson played last year. Ingles has been a solid shooter off the bench for years now. Gobert's a great defender. Gobert does his job on offense, gets offensive rebounds, dunks the ball. Donovan Mitchell has come into his own. He has established himself as a star in this league. He's not a superstar in my opinion. You know my critique on superstar versus star. He's a star. And he's a damn good star in this league. Um, they have a tremendous home court advantage. Their, their crowd gets very loud. Um, their crowd also has some issues with uh, kind of 
saying some words you shouldn't be saying to players, touching players, courtside, throwing stuff from mm-hmm. the crowd. They got to clean that up. But uh, tremendous regular season team, uh, very talented team. They have my pick for coach of the year and Quinn Snyder. So I like a lot. And they also have my pick for defensive player of the year. They have a lot of things I like. They just can't get over the playoff hump. No, I agree with you completely on that, Ben. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to get over the playoff hump with all that being said. Pretty much the same roster back. Ben hit the nail on the nail on the head. There isn't a world where Donovan Mitchell could win MVP in the regular season. Now, in the playoffs, I don't see it. You don't see it? I don't it? see it. No. I mean, he's, he's definitely a young guy starting to come into his own and whatnot. I could – I don't – it is definitely a little outlandish. Um. I'm trying to think if I have anything really to add. I mean, they bring in Rudy Gay. That's pretty much their only new add to the team. Eric Paschal from the Warriors. Oh, wait, they have a Hassan Whiteside, too. So, they do have the big men at the same time. I don't really think that translates into much different outcome as they had They'll last year. they call off the bench, I would assume, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's no way you could play him and go bear together. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I don't really see how they could have any different outcome than they've had in the past. But I definitely like their like their roster and all. Um Ben, uh, anything else you want to add on them before we go to our champions? I, I know we did the East in part one. Um, some guy we forgot to mention with the Knicks. Do you think Obi Toppin is going to turn out? He looks pretty good in preseason. I think he could. I mean, Obi Toppin, I predicted he'd be the best in his draft class. So That's a, that's he, a guy that they need to start ramping up his production. He could be the sleeper on the roster. I mean, especially if he starts playing well, they could have a viable package to trade for a bigger superstar, you know? So that's a good point there. I'm glad you added that. Let's get down to it, though, man. Who you, Ben, who you got playing in your uh, in the NBA Finals this year? All right, so my NBA champion is going to be, uh, you know, it's a team that can obviously win it. Um, it's not a bold take. I'm ready for a certain veteran player who's a Hall of Fame player. Mm-hmm to finally get his ring. I'm going to say Carmelo gets it done. Uh, the Lakers are going to beat the Bucks. is what I have. I think was, I don't really need to explain why I think those two teams make it. Um, but I think Carmelo finally gets it. His career, like he's a hall of fame player. He's one of the best scorers of his era. Um, offensively, just, you know, just talking about scores. I, I feel like his, legacy if he adds a ring people are going to add him on a very high list of nba players of all time i I truly believe that he's got the olympic record if he gets an nba ring i mentioned he's a great great scorer of his time i i used to rag on mellow a lot when he was younger um pretty much after he left the nuggets and went to the knicks i thought he was a great player but he never played defense and he i thought he was never going to win lead a team to win anything significant he made the playoffs once or twice with the Knicks and they just never really did anything but he can shoot it he proved to me he can still shoot it on the Blazers he's gonna be a catch and shoot guy uh on the Lakers I'm gonna have the Lakers over the box okay I actually don't have either the same team so that's a good thing honestly they're not picking the same thing typically in the NBA you see one of the same teams I have get ready for it Look, if I knew how Jamal Murray was going to be when he got back, I would have the Nuggets in the finals. I don't know. Therefore, I am taking the Brooklyn Nets to defeat the Hawks in the Eastern Conference Finals and the Nets to defeat 
Here it is, the Dallas Mavericks in the NBA Finals. I just feel like Luka is going to be too much for these teams to stop. He is an absolute problem. Look for the Mavs as well to add a couple guys in the buyout market. I think they're going to add Goran Dragic when he gets bought out and maybe one or two other guys. I think Brooklyn really will be that destination for buyout players. I don't think the Nets or the Lakers will be. I mean, not. I mean, the Dallas will be the destination for him. I have in six games, maybe even five, I have the Nets taking him down. All right. So All did right. you have Luca winning in? Did you have Luca winning MVP? I did have Luca winning MVP. Okay, that, yeah. that makes sense. Though. Yeah, I'm all <laughs> in on the Luca. Oh yeah, I'm all in on the Luca hype this year. I'm just gonna go ahead and tell y'all I'm gonna be all in on the Luca hype until he does win the MVP. I feel like he's knocking on the door of doing it. Ben, we're getting ready for some Thursday night football. Anything else you want to say before we get up out of here? I think a lot of points are being scored in this Thursday night football game. I could definitely see that as well. Both these teams did not have great secondaries, so. Could be a combo. Both teams throwing the ball around the yard a lot. Ben, we appreciate you coming on here as always, breaking everything down with me. It's been a pleasure. I can't wait to do picks tomorrow. Yeah, man, it'll be a lot of fun. Once again, we appreciate everyone who tuned in, and we'll see you all again soon.